0: Hello and thank you for joining us today at Distracted by Life. Our podcast is all about making change within yourself and your relationships. We share conversations, stories, and explore ideas coming from our lifelong journey of the high points and especially the low points where we learn to face our fears or cope with pain, loss, and failure. We do this in a discovery quest to establish patterns around our past and understanding whether we are tripping up from our past or being held hostage by it. We work on identifying ways to move forward, aligning our core values and unlocking the keys to self-awareness, self-acceptance, self-compassion and letting go of what is not serving you positively in life. A better you is always there, ready to explore in a new world. So let's begin. Welcome to our series on radical self-care you're listening to the final fifth of five topics. This series is meant to help you refocus on your own self-care at work. Today, we will be discussing the skill of saying no. Joining us is Amal, who will help us explore each of the topics in this series. Hi, and welcome, Amal.
1: Hi, Dan. So glad to be here again. Loving this topic, too, as we continue with the last of uh, the last topic in the series of practicing radical self- self-care in the workplace or even in your uh, personal life. The last topic here is about how um, the skills, uh, how you get good at getting to say no. And why is it important or it's cl- crucial to practicing self-care? And we hear this a lot. No is equate for me personally, I know when you say no and you are getting highly skilled at learning to build this crucial skill in your life, it helps you actually build boundaries around what you want, what you don't want, and what matters to you in life. So we're in a culture that says you must be a certain way. Pretty much, you know, to get a promotion, a bonus, to be considered, you know, high, f- high functioning, high talent in the workplace or a reliable person, someone that you're the go to. That's your brand or your superpower or you're solving everybody's problems, being available for everyone in your family member. Um, your time is available to everyone in, a, in within your family and, um, and so on. So to practice self-care, you have to be able to say no. You have to be able to develop saying no if you're actually not in a place that you're used to being the one who says no. So that brings me back to this um, acronym that I'm pretty much sure everyone knows about it. The FOMO, the fear of missing out. The social anxiety that other people are having fun without you, also known as FOMO, is more associated with loneliness and low self-esteem and low self-compassion. And it actually, anyone can suffer from FOMO, not just young people, not just the millennials, but anyone can suffer from FOMO. And I'm going to use some example that shows and how this FOMO shows up in our life or in the workplace. So let's say um, I'm going to use an executive in this level. So when you you work with executive who constantly travel, 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 and they have a very hectic business travel schedule. You know, they're showing up to conferences, they're speaking, speaking engagement, they're traveling from one end of the continent to another, And they could be traveling, let's say, three weeks in the month on business. It could be a combination of speaking engagement, presenting or um, having, you know, having business meeting also in the mix, thrown in the mix and and connecting with people in the industry like networking. So you got to think about when you when you're constantly traveling in the road, what are you giving up? Here's the reality. If you're an executive, you're running a company, and you are, you feel the need. You really have to do this because, let's say, you happen to be maybe the brand of that company, or because people relying on you to to bring awareness m- to that industry or f- awareness about what the company purpose is, what the and what it does, and you wanna expand your influence, no problem. Great. But if you're traveling without a purpose in mind, it becomes pretty much just travel, a hectic travel schedule. That's all. But if you, pr- you create your travel is built based on high reward, high impact, and where it makes sense, aligning with your py- the goals and objective of the organization, that's become the, the, the travel, that's the travel you want to do. When you are, another example of that, meetings. When you are just throwing meetings in the calendar and you're just joining meetings for the sake of it, that's not high reward, high impact. And there isn't, And how is that addressing your priorities? Because you want to be in meetings, you want to either conduct, create meetings that are only based on decision-making, Brainstorming session for new products or for new ideas, or to solve a solution, uh, to solve a conflict or a problem that impacts um, on a broader scale, or strategy planning, strategy planning for the future and where the next five years the company you want you want to take that company or the team or the department, or brainstorming to solve for a problem, a real problem, or gathering for decision making high level meetings are very important but meetings for the sake of meetings working sessions and and let's meet and discuss this this would be easier instead of you know in a meeting instead of just um getting on a call or or updates that could be done on uh, via email or on or or how to utilize the one-on-ones if you are looking for updates on each respective department, then I would say utilize your one-on-ones with your direct report properly. Those are your update. Those should be m- meant for decision making. If they need an okay to move in, uh, move forward with a budget or a prod uh, or a project, this should be. Um, utilize for updates in the respective area, but if we're, but if you're booking weekly meetings with your leadership team and your wee- weekly meetings is about each one's given update, that's not uh, you're not utilizing your agenda well for that meeting. There is so many different ways about it. When I when I also look at another example, vacation time. That's when the FOMO appears quite a lot in vacation time. You have these, um, the, you have some management. You have leadership, the leadership team, or you have management across the board, or some staff in your department. They schedule vacation. They go on vacation, but yet yeah, they're checking emails. They're responding to emails. Uh, sometimes the response is like. Um, I'm on vacation this week, but when uh, let's connect when I get back. Shouldn't that be clear when you have your out-of-office that indicates your vacation. you're on vacation? And so naturally, if that item in question is not urgent, automatically, common sense will wait for next week. Um, vacation is... Actually, by far the worst I see this example is that people make promises. For sure, I'm so burnt out. I am looking forward for my vacation. We're going away with the family. I am, I am, I am looking forward to unplug, and I promise I'm gonna do that. The next thing, it's one week vacation. Every day they're sending one email, responding to one thing, because a person sent a note asking. It's more of it. it it's a question, so you felt the need to answer the question because if you don't, it's going to be viewed as, okay, your position as a manager, you sh- you still should be accessible accessible and available and responsive to your team or to your um, superior. So where is it going to get to a place where no become a crucial skill, which helps in practicing good self-care, which result in... Practicing also looking after your mental health and well-being that require you to unplug, to take time off, to relax, to move from the doing mode into the being mode and kind of being intentional about the things that you do. Whether travel or meetings or taking your vacation with your family so you can actually feel really like that you did take the time away to disconnect. So when you come back to work, you're feeling alive and and, uh, recharge and energize versus still feeling depleted and like you didn't do anything. Also, another example is social gathering and happy hour. So social gathering, whether and on 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 with family or happy hour with people at work. So let's say you have a commitment, and somehow unexpectedly there is a a family member called you up and said, "Come on, let's go. We're gonna meet. We, you know, come over, come over. We're gonna have some. I'm bringing food. We're gonna get together. No purpose for it. Just kind of a social gathering, get together. But then, really, you're torn because you. You already planned your day accordingly. You wanted to rest. Let's say you decided that you're going to be on PJs, stay in your pajamas, don't do anything, and just be. Literally, nothing else. No cleaning, no laundry, no other responsibility, and no no visiting any family members. So now you're feeling guilty, and at the same time, you feel like you want to do it because you don't want to miss out on the connection and being with family. Or on the other side of it, let's say a happy hour. It, it it was planned last minute. Uh, you already planned your week and your evening and you actually have your routine after work. And you don't want to give up that routine really because it's been working well for you. And then what happened is if you don't sign up for this happy hour and you show up, then you are labeled as or viewed as not a team player not collaborative, not social, and not trying to build connection in the workplace and network. So what do you do with that? How you solve for this problem being labeled or viewed as such? How is it that you become punished or labeled or retaliated against or distant or isolated in the workplace because you chose not to show up for a happy hour because A, it wasn't planned out far out so you can adjust on your priorities in, the wor- in, in your personal life. Maybe you ha- you're taking care of a, 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 a sick mother or a sick father or a child or a husband and you can go show up to this happy hour. Maybe you are depressed because you financially has some other issues that you're dealing with and you're not in a mood to, to show up for this happy hour. Why is this not showing up for happy hour or social gathering has to be always about other people that you don't want to be or do, but not really what really the root causes or what under the surface of that. Because society and people in general are... We, we always show up first, judging from a judgmental place than anything else. We never uh, step into self-compassion. We never step into empathy and kindness first, first. Those are not the first three things that cross our mind when we are viewing and judging from the outside, other people. Because those are very soft emotions. Kindness, empathy, self-compassion, this all... S- scream weakness that's what everyone knows that's what everyone sees so no one wants to be caught within those emotion so th- when we moving forward with the definition of the fomo humans are wired for connection and involvement but the fear of missing out may negatively affect physical and mental well wellness these feelings that are actually co- such as constant worry, apprehension, and second-guessing our decisions, and could be described as the fear of missing out. So the effect of FOMO in our life can affect our overall health and wellness, and if you become overloaded with social events and activities, to avoid FOMO, it can impact your sleep, eating habits, and leading to fatigue, headache, lack of motivation, performance issues at work or otherwise, and burnout. The fear of missing out also can trigger anxiety or feelings of loneliness. And with FOMO, you may cycle through self-critical thoughts like what will happen if I miss something or if I'm not there? Always pop up. What, if, what would happen if I don't show up to that town hall? What am I missing in that meeting? What if I didn't book this travel to go with the leadership to be in that conference? What if I didn't show up to the family gathering, you know? Will I be talked about negatively for missing the event? Wouldn't that cross our mind as well? Will people think less of me because I'm not following a certain trend? Oh, yeah, I see that a lot as well. And I see that actually in the executive level, C-suite. They're always worried about what they're missing out, how they're being viewed if they don't follow certain trend, and how that impacts their brand. This cycle of anxious thoughts and the need to keep up could ultimately result in symptoms of depression. So FOMO can also lead some people to do or say things they typically wouldn't just to appear in the know. Or to get in with the cool crowd, really. So that's in a nutshell the fear the the fear of missing out. Which does correlate with learning to practice the skills of saying no, that crucial skills and setting the boundaries. There is also another one that's called the the called YOLO, you only live once kind of thing. That also acronym, which is. It involves you wanting to take, you know, um, when people say, oh, come on, let's just do this because you only live once. Why are you going to give up this or come and join me on this trip of adventure and excitement? And then you're very hesitant. You you don't see this is a right timing for you could be financially or um, on a personal front. Um, you're being pressured to take make decisions in your life because you only live once. But maybe that doesn't work in certain situations because it's where you are in life, at what point, maybe you're in a crossroad, where you are financially, where you are emotionally, mentally, physically, whatever that may be. So to recap, Everyone has a FOMO at one point or another. This really, as I mentioned, it doesn't affect just younger people. It may, it, they may more likely to experience that, younger people, but anyone can feel left out. And so sometimes the fear of missing out can even affect your mental health and well-being, as we men- as I mentioned. Feeling like you are always missing out on things can relate to anxiety and wor- worsen the feelings of loneliness and depression. And that really is is key. Majority of this, I see the anxiety and the feeling of of being left out and and, and indecisiveness and apprehension. I see it in the workplace huge when you are not stepping, uh, being part of meetings or being on a a trip with the group, a retreat, a social gathering, a happy hour, whatever that may be. Your self-esteem may also take a hit, especially if you feel like you don't belong. And that happens a lot. And if you struggle with the fact that you don't belong and you want to change that, then you are feeling like you're You have to show up for these things or not measuring up to the social expectation. There are many strategies that can help you avoid and cope with the FOMO, such as mindfulness practices and yoga and meditation, journaling. If you're into journaling, taking a break and setting limits, Because that's where we talk about setting the limits, the boundaries, the crucial skills of learning how to say no. Weigh your pros and cons, how that's going to impact you. Choose you. The crucial skill of learning to say no and setting boundaries around things that matter to you the most. Choose you. Spending time with loved ones can help and also in other worst case scenarios, if none of these strategies work for you, therapy. Therapy can help you to build those boundaries respectfully and professionally. Final thoughts boundaries are critical to build in our lives, whether professionally or, pr- or personally. Building boundaries does not mean you're selfish, but rather means you choose you to communicate your priorities in life, to get clear on what matters. And you live an intentional purpose life. You teach people how to treat you and you fill your cup from the inside, deep within. You, so you can actually be available to others. And that includes the people you love. When you make yourself care a priority to meet life challenges and rise, rise up from setback. Learning the crucial skill of saying no and creating boundaries will help you get there. Thank you for joining me on this session. Self-care is a broad topic and encompasses many areas of our lives. I hope you take a stock of what areas in your life that missing some TLC so you can take action that aligns with your values in order to flourish and thrive. As always, You make the journey worthwhile. I hope you choose you. Back to you then.
0: Thanks, Amal. And thank you all for joining us here at Distracted by Life. If you're interested to learn more, check out our other podcasts, of course, or hop online to Amal's website at amalcandido.com, where she talks about her coaching world covering life, leadership, and mindfulness, including links to popular podcasts and to her books as well. And with that said, stay tuned for our next episode from Amal and myself. Thanks again and talk to you soon.